it was just a, it was a rough go from the very beginning. Literally, from the very beginning, we turned over on the first play of the game and just never really settled in, you know. But I don't, I just didn't feel like we challenged them enough. It's a good team, you know. That team is going to be competing for a championship this year. But we just didn't, we didn't challenge them enough, in my opinion. Um, but we never really got settled in. I thought their pressure really hurt us, uh, turned us over, rebounding really kind of hurt us. It was an uphill climb the whole game. I wasn't surprised at all. Um, I thought that it would, you know, this was obviously was, was going to be a tough game for us. You know, the experience that they have, uh, the size and the experience. I knew it was going to come into play, but um, I'm the only thing that I'm disappointed in just a little is just I just thought we let them catch the ball too easy. They didn't let us catch it easy. We know their plays. They knew our plays. They didn't let us just catch it where they wanted to catch it allowed them to do so uh, and the game is very easy with no pressure this is Tumani Kumar and it's time to open up the briefcase with Casey Holdall greetings pleasure fans and welcome to the briefcase episode 61 of the briefcase I am your host Casey Holdall and that was Chauncey Phillips discussing Portland's 123-111 loss to the Clippers in Los Angeles on opening night at crypto.com arena Trailblazers getting their 2023-24 campaign off to a not a great start, but not an unexpected start either, as Chauncey Bills mentioned. Turned the ball over on the first play of the game and just continued to struggle versus a very veteran team throughout the duration of the night. Go down by as much as 30, are able to reel it back in in the second half once both teams kind of wave the white flag. Again, not entirely unexpected, not what you would necessarily want out of a first game, but with a young team with so many new players, so many young players going up against a veteran squad in the Los Angeles Clippers, arguably the most veteran team in the NBA, understandable why it went the way it did, though not necessarily something you have to be happy about. But I think if you look at the situation, I think it does make some sense. Though again, still would like to see the team play better than that, which I think Chauncey Billups pretty much indicates there. So we will talk about that game versus the Clippers, look forward to the home opener versus the Orlando Magic on Friday, and hear from both Scoot Henderson and DeAndre Ayton about their Trailblazers debuts on this edition of The Briefcase. As I mentioned, Trailblazers get their 2023-24 campaign off to a start with a 123-111 loss to the Clippers in Los Angeles on Wednesday night in front of a sold-out crowd. And again, looked very much like a very veteran team going against a very young team. I think we saw Scoot Henderson scoreless through the first half. As Chauncey Billups mentioned later on in his press conference, Scoot never really seemed to slow down, and that's something they've been working with him on as he's beginning his career as a pro, is just kind of learning how to take a deep breath and kind of let things come to him a little bit more. You know, I've noticed with with Scoot that, you know, even in his interviews, and I think I talked about this on a recent edition of the Blazers Balcony with Brooke Olsendam, that when Scoot is comfortable, he's much slower, and, and he just seems to get across his points much easier and in a much more fluid style. I think we saw in the post game last night, just like we saw in the game, you know, Scoot a little a little rushed when he was talking about things. And granted, I'm not trying to make a one-to-one comparison that, you know, when Scoot's kind of starting something new, he's a little nervous about it. And that nervous energy kind of results in, in mistakes, both in the post-game locker room and on the court. But I do think it kind of gives a window to his mentality or his personality where he's just very excited to be here. He very much wants to put his best foot forward. And when you're in a situation like that, and when you're playing against a team like the Clippers, who has a player in Russell Westbrook, who you've been a fan of for your entire career, Russ Westbrook, 
one of Scoot Henderson's favorite players, if not his favorite player growing up, you kind of understand why you end up struggling in that game. Scoot Henderson playing 36 minutes in that game, ended up going 5-11 from the field for 11 points, four rebounds, three assists, but turned the ball over four times. Nine of those points came in the fourth quarter. So, you know, you can quibble about what the actual game was that Scoot had when the game was still on the line. But it was the first game for a 19-year-old who is beginning his NBA career after playing in the G League. Obviously, the G League are the pros, but it's not the NBA. There's going to be a learning curve there, particularly against a veteran team like the Clippers. That's kind of one of the things. If you're going to start a player like Scoot Henderson, which I think everyone wants him to start, they want to see him get those minutes, you have to be okay with the notion that he is going to struggle. I mean, no one comes into the NBA, particularly as a 19-year-old, and goes out there and dominates, let alone at a position like point guard, which has probably got the most talent of any position in the NBA and is one of the more difficult positions to learn in the NBA. So a bit of a rough start for Scoot, but again, nothing that I would be concerned about. And really, the way that he talked about it after the game, I think is something that should give you the most optimism going forward. You know, I, I think there's this idea, and, people, and he keeps getting asked about it, about, you know, did anything surprise you, Scoot, or were you frustrated by anything? And I, I will say this about Scoot. You know, there are a lot of guys who say like, eh, this, this, this stuff doesn't bother me. Scoot's not necessarily one of those guys, but he contextualizes it in a way that feels very healthy to me. He knows he makes mistakes. He looks at those mistakes, identifies them, and doesn't really let it bother him too much. I mean, he's not happy about it. He talked about kind of the next play mentality, which you'll hear when we hear from Scoot here in a minute. But I I do think that he has the right kind of personality, the right kind of approach to the game to where he can go out and struggle in those games. And it's not going to affect him going forward. It's going to make him a better player going forward. And I think for young players, That's about the best that you can absolutely hope for other than just being great right from the jump, which few are, particularly as 19-year-olds, playing against grown men in the most competitive league in the world. Of course, Scoot was not the only player on the Trailblazers roster making his debut either with the Trailblazers or in the NBA in Wednesday night's game. DeAndre Ayton struggled with foul trouble throughout the night, as he will talk about when we hear from him in a minute. Four points, 12 rebounds on two of four shooting, three steals, an assist, and a block. DeAndre definitely not having the night that I know that he would have liked to have. Officiating basically didn't allow him the opportunity to get out there and play much. I'm not saying it wasn't right, but the fact of the matter is if you pick up four fouls in the first half, you're really not going to be able to have a chance to go out there and do much of anything. I thought it was interesting that, you know, he talked about, he was asked about being aggressive and he's like, how could I be aggressive? I had four fouls, which is exactly right. You know, you might not want to hear it. That's the fact in the NBA. When you pick up fouls like that, it changes the way you play. And I don't think we got a chance to really see the best that DeAndre Ayton can do, particularly from a defensive perspective, when he was picking up fouls with that kind of speed. Robert Williams III, also his Trailblazers debut, 10 points, 7 rebounds, 3 steals, and a block in 23 minutes. I thought Rob looked great throughout the game. Just really got a good sense of the kind of player that Rob is. Caught a lob. Those three steals, definitely something you love seeing out of a center. I think Rob's going to do great things this year. Again, I don't know that anyone had a great night, but I thought Robert Williams looked pretty good. Malcolm Brogdon, also his Trailblazers debut, 20 points in 23 minutes on 8 of 16 shooting, also had five assists and two rebounds. Malcolm, a guy that goes out there and just looks natural, whatever he's doing. I thought Shaden had a really nice game in terms of the players who were returning. 14 points, six rebounds, three assists, and a steal off the bench in 28 minutes. It's still very early. But I thought Shaden looked like one of the best players on Portland's roster in the opener. And I would say I'd be a little surprised if he ended up coming off the bench if he continues to play this way. It's one game. 
So even saying continues to play this way feels weird, but it just seemed to me that Shaden was a guy in 28 minutes who felt like you could have got more minutes in that game and Portland probably would have been better off for it. Anthony Simons goes six of 14 for 18 points, four assists and two steals in 27 minutes. Nice, efficient game from Ant as well. Jeremy Grant, five of 12 from the field for 13 points, three rebounds and assist and a block in 30 minutes. Tumani Kamara, Jabari Walker, Ryan Repair all got some minutes. Tumani Kamara looks like as of right now, he is the backup forward. At least he was in the game versus the Clippers. That could obviously change depending on personnel from a night-to-night basis. But Tumani coming in 16 minutes, seven points, two rebounds, assist, and a block. Jabari Walker, six minutes. Chris Murray, five minutes. Ryan Repair, two minutes. So everyone was able to get in there last night for the most part. Don't know how much you take from any of those things. I think probably everyone after Jabari, most of those minutes are minutes that they're only going to be getting in garbage time, but still valuable minutes. The Trailblazers are going to be in a situation this year where they're going to need to develop even in losses. And so getting those guys out there in that first game in the lights of Los Angeles, probably not a bad idea. You would obviously rather that game be more competitive. I would say the 12-point margin of victory probably doesn't indicate how much better the Clippers were than the Trailblazers in that game. Clippers led, as I mentioned, by as many as 30 points. But as it was mentioned over and over again, because I kept asking about it during training camp, a lot of this season is about defining success in ways other than wins and losses and getting guys out there to play minutes, get acclimated, even in a loss is something this team is going to need to do going forward. It's going to make them a better team going forward. And I imagine that they'll have some opportunities to do that this year, getting guys into games where otherwise some of their contemporaries might not have those opportunities. And this is the part where I tell the Trailblazers were nine and a half point underdogs in the opener versus the Clippers ended up losing by 12. So therefore the Blazers are now zero and one first the spread this season, something we will be tracking all year long right here on the briefcase just like we did last year. The Blazers also made no progress, as you can probably imagine, in terms of surpassing their wins over, which is set at 28.5 with that loss. So 0-1 versus the spread so far, and no progress in hitting the over, at least after the first game. But the Blazers do have a chance to change that when they host the Orlando Magic in their home opener Friday night at Moda Center. 7 o'clock start time on that one, Root Sports, Rip City Radio 620. The Orlando Magic getting their season off to a good start with a 116-86 thumping of the Houston Rockets on Wednesday night. The Magic coming out to the West Coast, playing the Trailblazers the first of a four-game Western Conference road trip. Blazers opened that game at three and a half point underdogs, but that line is already down to two and a half points now. Pretty surprising for a line to move a full point in a couple hours, particularly this early. Blazers typically play well at home, typically play well at openers. So that might explain a little bit of that. Either way, get out to the Moda Center Friday night if you can. Check out the home premieres of a lot of different Trailblazers beginning their careers in Rip City for the first time. Definitely going to want to check that out. Opening night, always a good time. Tons of fun stuff in store for opening night. A lot of new things on the concourse. Free t-shirts, something I know fans are always stoked on. I did get a free t-shirt from the Clippers, by the way. It's an extra large. I don't think I can fit it. But, you know, it is a white t-shirt, and it's always nice to have extra white t-shirts to wear under other shirts. So thank you to the Clippers organization for that. But to recap, Trailblazers versus Magic, 7 o'clock, Moda Center, Friday night, Root Sports, Rip City Radio. Check it out. All right, let's go ahead and hear from some of the players after Wednesday's loss to the Clippers in Los Angeles. First, let's hear what DeAndre Ayton had to say about his first game as a trailblazer. Didn't go the way that he would have liked it or anyone else in the organization would have liked it, but a start nonetheless. Take it away, DeAndre. My night as a whole, uh, confusing. You know, I just felt like, I don't know, I didn't get to play a lot with the uh, 
amount of calls that was called on me. Never seen four, four foul calls in one half on one person. So you know, it's kind of confusing. Couldn't get to play a lot right. or at all. First game though. Chauncey said he felt that obviously probably threw you off a little bit, Did, and that you could. He also added that you could have been a little bit maybe more aggressive at times. I mean, how aggressive you want me to get? I got four fouls. Offensively. I mean, I couldn't get to that. I had to set screens. I, had to do, I was timid in screens. Hopefully, they don't call a legal screen. You know, it, was, it was messed up, man. But you just shared of it being first game, one of 82. But is it, is it additionally frustrating because this is first game, new home, kind of fresh start for you? Were you not frustrating? Just the way how the game was officiated. I wasn't really stressed about losing the first game. We're a young core team, and you know, um, mistakes happen. You know, just getting back in the lab and figuring out what we've done on that end, on basketball terms, um, should be should be fun and you know, getting to learn and you know, win together, lose together. You know, it's a thing. What do you hope Scoot takes from this performance for himself? You know, them folks know how he know how to play. They know his speed. They know he can pass the ball. Um, they he gonna have to prove himself. Basically, that um, we played against a good team tonight. You know, where you know they were. A little bit physical, and you know they had they had their hands on us a lot, and you know, um, I think that was a good a good uh, a good team to to go against to know the type of um, competitiveness in this league. How did you feel like he kind of responded during the game with it going the way it was going for him in terms of like did you see him like getting frustrated? No, getting actually, I didn't see him get frustrated at all. He was pretty calm and collective. Um, he was talking to me more than anything, telling me to, you know, DA, you got it. Um, you know, there's a lot more game left, stuff like that. Um, um, he pretty, he approached the game pretty calm and, you know, confident. Um, nothing really changed, even though he, you know, he made a couple of mistakes. Um, he still went on to the next play and played harder. So he handled it well as a professional for sure. Do you remember much about your your first game as an you know you kind of came in also as a high pick very you know high did, did you kind of have yeah, some of the same a lot of excitement <clears throat> I was at a home though and he came on the road so yeah I was at home and um yeah uh, my first game in the league was you know a lot of emotions a lot of jitters you know I know a lot of people gonna be watching me stuff like that I'm sure he felt the same way. And, um, you know, I just was telling them, you know, we got 81 more games to go. <laughs> like, if you think this game is anything, we won't remember this game, you know, when we in December, stuff like that. So, I mean, he kept it pushing and he, you know, he moved on for real. Just watched his iPad and saw his mistakes on film. So there you go. DeAndre Aiden talking about Portland's opener, his debut, not really feeling like he had a chance to really show what he could do due to foul trouble. And also talking a bit about kind of Scoot's mentality, what Scoot was talking about, also struggling in that game, but mentioning that, you know, he was trying to lift DeAndre up in that game, even though he was also struggling as well. A great sign to come from your point guard. So let's go ahead and hear from Scoot Henderson now about his NBA debut in Los Angeles in the loss to the Clippers. Just think we should have came out more aggressive. Um, Obviously, just got to learn from this one. First one of the season. It's a long season, so just got to learn from it and think I could be way more aggressive knowing that teams know that I could pass now. So just got to look for look for the attack, um, try to get in the paint a little bit more. So, Play yourself. How do you feel? I mean, obviously you struggled early. Yeah. Did the magnitude of the situation get to you at all? or did there- Nah, I didn't. I didn't. That was the biggest thing, you know, for me, myself. You know, at that time, at that point, it was it was a... It was a mind game with me, 
um, knowing that I know I got lots lot to learn and knowing that uh, age don't matter, but just knowing that not what I'm capable of and um, how I could, you know, just learn from it. Like I said, like I, like you said, I was struggling at one point at the beginning and, you know, I just always thought next play, you know, just next play mentality, try to get back on defense. So overall, was this about what you expected? Overall, yeah. You know, good crowd playing against, you know, championship kind of team um, player wise. And uh, but yeah, it was a little bit more than I expected. So you had mentioned at shoot-around today that you, wanted, you were hoping to just come out and feel comfortable tonight. Mm-hmm. Did, did you ever feel comfortable tonight? Yeah, I started to get my get my groove a little bit, um, although it was a little later in the game. But like you said, the, the biggest mission was for me to go out there and feel like myself. And I feel like I, when going into the next game, uh, I'm learning a lot from just this first game. And I'm going to come out and try to do what coach wants me to do. Mm-hmm. And that's get to the basket, create plays for others, and get stops on D. What specifically are you going to take from this to take to the next game? Uh, like I said earlier, um, knowing that teams know that I could pass, um, knowing that teams I can uh, contribute the ball really well, and, and they just sit there and wait rather than me um, just growing up, you know. Um, although it, sometimes it, it might be, you know, fake a pass, make a pass or whatever. But um, I think I can learn a lot from this, this first one. What are you anxious to see on the film? What will you look for? Um, my turnovers. I'm, I'm very anxious to see how, how I turn the ball over. Um, sometimes it was more of, you know, tough passes. Sometimes it was miscommunication. I'm just ready to watch it. When you've had kind of your whole life to look ahead to the moment of, of playing in the NBA mm-hmm. for the first time, one, what's it like to now be on the other side <clears throat> of that, knowing you're never going to look, you know, the, the, you've, you've done that now. Yeah. And then two, was there anything about the actual experience that surprised you? As prepared as you have been, yeah. there's anything about the actual experience of being out there that surprised you? Um, I don't think anything, anything surprised me rather than like teams do like real scouting reports on, on certain players and knowing that I'm going to be one of the players that, that they try to focus in and try to stop. And even with the team that we have, DA, Ant, um, JG, every, everybody, Shay. So, um, but yeah. Cool. Good, uh, a couple more. Yeah. The point you made about wanting to be more aggressive. What, what do you think is the key to unlocking that to the level that you're doing it? Just doing it. Uh, knowing that nobody can guard me. Knowing that nobody can guard me when I get downhill, um, when I'm playing my game, rather than playing into the defensive hands, doing what I want to do, rather than letting the defense kind of navigate how I come off the screen, whether I, you know, go fast or slow down. You good? But yeah. You got nine points out of your 11 in the fourth. Um, what are some things that you liked out of that? And then Aiden said that you were really positive, you know, encouraging him. But what are some things you take um, from those two elements, too, as well? You know, getting the team and setups and stuff like that. Yeah, um, like you said, the nine points at the, at the end. At that point, it was just like, you know, go out there and, and just try to get that comfort. Um, knowing that I had great shots in the beginning. Um, they, obviously, they're not all going to fall, but knowing that I can go back to the gym and work on certain things, knowing the shots I'm going to get in-game. And I think that's just who I am uh, as, a, as a player, as a point guard, just encouraging you know, players, everybody. Um, that's, that's kind of who I have to be. So there you go. Some good perspective from Scoot. More than anything else, as I mentioned, I think just the way that he deals with adversity is the most important part of what we saw from Scoot in that first game. 
And I felt like he did a really good job with that. Didn't get discouraged. Really just seems like he knows he's going to have some hard times and he's prepared for those things. He's not letting it affect him too much. And for a young player, that again is really about the best you can hope for. You know the skills are going to catch up eventually. You know the game is going to start to slow down. But in the interim, keeping your spirits up and not letting those things really affect you and frustrate you and change the way you play or change who you are as a player, that's a really important thing. And I feel like Scoot has done a great job with that. It has caught up many a player before Scoot. It will catch up players after Scoot, but after one game and after spending about the last month with Scoot Henderson in one form or another through training camp preseason, I get such a strong feeling from him that he just has the right mentality and the right view of himself as a player and his place in the league where it's just not going to be an issue where it's going to hurt his confidence. And again, that is something we've seen from players time and time and time again. Guys with a lot of talent get into the league, struggle, and then really have a crisis of confidence about what kind of player they are. Scoot might struggle. I don't think there's ever going to be a time where he questions who he is as a player. I just don't get that sense from him. And I think, again, that's a great place for your young point guard to be. And that's going to do it for this edition of The Briefcase. Cutting off a little bit short there. I'm already a bit late. We arrived in the early morning from Los Angeles on Thursday morning, Wednesday night. So didn't get this up as quickly as I would have liked to. But we're also figuring out our timing here as well at Troublers.com. So thank you for listening to this edition of The Briefcase. We'll be back later on this week with new editions. Trailblazers hitting the road for three straight on the East Coast. Philadelphia, Toronto, and Detroit. We'll have a Blazers balcony. We'll have some briefcases from there as well. On the road is where teams typically come together. So having an early season road trip with also some pretty good cities, I think a nice little feature for this team. Get them out on the road, get them together, see what they can do against some of these teams in the East before coming back to spend a bit of time at home. So we will talk to you next from the road. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of The Briefcase. Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And go Blazers.